And we're off and running. KCOU 88.1 FM. Start your Sunday. It's currently 1210 Eastern Time, Sunday, January 2nd, 2022. I wasn't going to make the mistakes. I guarantee I made that mistake last year on this show. The pre-Liddy era. Jonathan Litzkin joining me from his beautiful home in... I forget where he lives. Northbrook, North Illinois. Illinois. How could you? John, how, how was the new year? The new year was good. We unfortunately didn't get some great football on New Year's Eve, but today, today, I saw some great football. I saw yeah. some great football on New Year's Eve. I, I don't know what game you were watching, John. I saw I saw a fantastic performance. This is the first I think show we're posting up to the Spotify since November the twenty eighth. Been all, been doing on spaces the last couple of weeks. Did a skip the week when we went to go see the Chargers beat the Bengals. Uh, now we're back. New year, new college football playoff. Same results again. Two blowouts in the college football playoff. We'll start with kind of the bigger game of the two. Orange Bowl game. I was there between Georgia and Michigan. Michigan twelve and one. Georgia twelve and one. Michigan the Big Ten champs. We saw them play against Iowa in the Big Ten title game. Dominated them 42-3, but still a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. People were confused about the spread. People questions about how good Georgia's defense really was, if Stetson Bennett should be the starter, or JT Daniels, how good Kirby Smart really is. And I felt like George just put that all to rest last night, I guess, whatever day it was, Friday night. A domination from Stetson Bennett. Best game I think he has played in his Georgia career, over 300 passing yards, I think three touchdowns, no picks. James Cook had one of his best games, over 150 receiving yards and a touchdown. Jermaine Burton had the long touchdown. And more importantly, the Georgia defense stopped Caden McNamara. Hassan Haskins did nothing. I'm not sure Blake Corum ran for positive yards. It was a disastrous performance in the Michigan offense. But Georgia just completely figured it out after the loss to Bama. Lid, what do you think Georgia did differently in this game? Well, it's not something they necessarily did differently. It's just the fact that you aren't as bad as your worst game and you aren't as good as your best game that, that's been the way sports have worked for forever and in Georgia's case they played their worst game in the SEC championship against Alabama and they played arguably their best game of the se- season last night against Michigan they were better in every which way they controlled the line of scrimmage that's in Bennett like you said played his best game as a college quarterback James Cook something about the, the Cook family in the or- orange yeah Dalvin had unreal right? games yeah, so he was fantastic. Brock Bowers was great on the opening drive and really kickstarted that offense's performance. They were perfect in every which way, and that's what they needed to blow Michigan. They, they needed to bounce back like that, and they absolutely got it. Yep, Georgia got the ball to start of the game, and I feel like kind of the scripted drive just worked. We thought they were going to go ground and pound to start. Zamir Wright ran for nine yards in the first play, and they didn't run it again until they were at the Michigan 13-yard line. They ran, they threw it to uh, Adonai Mitchell for, what, 16 yards, then got a Bowers completion for 35 yards down in the red zone. Then they had first and goal at the nine. They go play action, hit Bowers out in the flat. No one touched him in the end zone. Michigan got the ball back. I thought – I said this off air, or not on record, but I said this to one of our friends that – if you go back to the Super Bowl that the 49ers played in back in February of 2013, Harbaugh kind of coached that game kind of safe as if they didn't want to make any too many, too many major mistakes. And I felt like Michigan, 
outside of the fourth down decision where uh, McNamara just missed the throw, I think, to all. Yeah, it was, it was Eric All. I thought Michigan kind of had a very safe offensive game plan. I, we've run, seen them run so many trick plays and so much gadget stuff this season. The two gadget plays they ran were they ran a flea flicker on basically their second place from scrimmage, and they ran a double reverse on the two-point conversion. They were down by 35. Like, it didn't it didn't really matter. I thought Josh Gaddis coached one of his worst games of the year. Meanwhile, Georgia ran a beautiful HB option touchdown pass where uh, Kenny McIntosh threw it to Adonai Mitchell to make it 14-0, basically seal the game about 10 minutes in. Uh, the thoughts from Harbaugh and then kind of what happened with Gaddis in that game. It was just – it was clear right from the get-go that Michigan wasn't ready for the Georgia speed, right? Like, let's start, let's just get that out of the way. N'Kobe Dean was all over the field. They, they felt like they were in the backfield pretty much every play. And it was just like a lot of Michigan's plays are slow developing, like kind of takes time to process, get through your read kind of stuff, right? And when you're playing a defense that that is that fast, that stuff doesn't work. Like they couldn't just take their time like they did against Iowa, right? Like even the trick play against Iowa, it was a what a backwards pass that was slow. Yeah, it was was a double pass from Donovan Edwards to uh, Roman Wilson. Right, like like George is all over that that kind of stuff, just because of their athleticism and how fast they are. So it, it was clear Michigan had any never seen anything like that. And then, like you said, it was a safe game plan. And no matter what the talent gap is, year after year in the college football playoff, we see the teams that are more aggressive win the game. We and like the only coach really that didn't come out with a safe game plan as a huge underdog in the playoff was in 2014 when Ohio State put Alabama. So yeah, if you want the the blueprint to get an upset in the college football playoff, that's it. Right. And neither one of Michigan or Cincinnati had a game plan like that last night. Yeah. I thought it was very safe for Michigan. Once around 14, nothing Michigan's offensive style isn't built from coming back from down double digits. That's a team that, run the ball. And then when McNamara would try to go back and throw, he threw two awful interceptions, both to Darion Kendrick. I believe I was at the game. So don't remember exactly the details. Haven't gone back and rewatched it in full. Kendrick had both interceptions, right? I believe so. Okay. Kendrick, I know he had a great one in the end zone, uh, a pretty bad throw from McNamara. And people are like, Oh, you know, JJ McCarthy, he, he should be playing. This is you know, McCarthy. If JJ McCarthy was so good, then why isn't he playing now? Is my question. If JJ McCarthy was tr- truly the stud quarterback who's a difference maker, then why isn't he playing? Clearly, Kay, he's cl- clearly he's not that. Clearly, he's not that guy. Then, Kay never. Listen, you went to the veteran at the start of the year, which is understandable, right? McCarthy's a freshman; he never played a college game. And Cade, while Michigan was losing games last year, wasn't bad, right? So. They go, they go with him at the start of the year, and there was never a point where Michigan was like, yeah, we probably need to switch up at quarterback to be better, right? Like, they won 12 games with, with McNamara at quarterback, and even the Michigan State one, like, he didn't lose that one, right? It, Michigan State, yeah, he like, was couldn't a great. Get a stop, and McCarthy had the fumble, right? So there, there was no reason to switch it up. But I think when McCarthy comes in last night, you at least see he had the mobility to get out of the pocket and get around some of the those edge rushers and linebackers, right? And so he at least gives you, like, a little bit more out of your playbook, right? Like, I, I think it was pretty clear, and Michigan fans will tell you the same thing, that J.J. McCarthy playing at quarterback for them expands their playbook. Yeah, I think it expands the playbook. I'm not sure it gives them a much like better chance to win games. I think they're kind of very similar. I think McCarthy's a little more mobile. He's, I think he has a better arm, but 
I just see a lot of similarities. And I, if McCarthy starts that entire game yesterday, I'm not sure the score is much different than 34 to 11. Well, that's kind of my point with it. I don't think he's yeah. a difference maker. <laughs> I mean, uh, their, their defense wasn't close to good enough, and neither was their line play. So Anything else Anything else with the Orange Bowl before we move on to Cotton? No, it was, it was Georgia's best game all year. Yeah, I think – I'm trying to think what else. They were really good in the Arkansas game, but that was like – yeah. Different story. I think I think that was the best game all year. And I think they're gonna be ready to go. We'll probably do we'll talk a lot more about the national championship uh next Saturday night or next Sunday morning, but plenty of on that. Uh Cotton Bowl kind of basically got exactly what we thought we were gonna get. Same thing. Cincinnati just was not ready for the SEC speed of Alabama. Nothing to discredit Cincinnati. The fantastic season they had just ran into a much better team. From what I, I saw most of this game, I didn't see much in the fourth quarter, but after that, I think once they had the touchdown pass from uh, Young to Ladu, basically sealed it from there. I thought the Cincinnati defense kind of played well, but as you mentioned with Michigan, it was a much more of a playing scared. What is Luke Fickle gaining from winning that coin toss and giving the highs and winning quarterback the ball? I don't get it. And, like, the only way since he had a chance in that game was if they jumped all over, from, all over them from the start. And the only way they had a chance is if, they let their supposed NFL quarterback try to push the ball downfield, right? And, like, when they were down a lot, like, they tried and they did. They just got stopped on fourth down because they had to go for it, right? But, yeah, yeah. like, I don't know what they gained like by just sitting back, throwing underneath these safe runs up the middle with Jerome Ford. Like, again, it was another coach that was a huge underdog that's playing not to lose. And since his defense did – I think I thought a pretty good job for the most part. They were overmatched at the line of scrimmage. And I said the night before that if Cincinnati didn't get to Bryce Young, it wasn't going to going to matter. And for the most part, it didn't. Their, their secondary held up. But, you know, when Brian Robinson can take the ball and get seven yards to carry, there's really not much you can do. So I thought there were two kind of key drives to this game looking back at it. Cincinnati for, got the ball to start the second half, went down, long drive, kicked the field goal, maybe could have been a touchdown, whatever. Then they forced the Bama punt. They got the ball down 11, seven minutes left in the half. Game right in the balance. Cincinnati not out of it. Um, three and out. Couldn't happen. Then they get a pick. Uh, I forgot which Bearcat had the interception. Brian Cook uh, had the big pick for Cincinnati. Bearcat ball at midfield, down 11 with five minutes left in the third quarter. They get an illegal shift first and 15. Drone Ford loses one yard. Uh, Desmond or incomplete pass on a shortened pass, third and 16 sack. That's just, they need, those were the plays they needed to take advantage and didn't do it. I thought this, I don't know if this would be a hot take, but I didn't think Bama looked very good. I like, it's impossible to look bored in a playoff game, but like they didn't really seem engaged. I mean, I also think it was like, since Cincinnati is good and like, I've, I've said it the entire, the best corner duo in college football and, that showed last night when Jamison Williams had one of his worst games of the season. And, like, like Bryce was good, but, you know, outside of the Ja'Cory uh, Brooks long touchdown at the end of the first half, like, there wasn't any, like, huge wild plays from him. They, they pushed the ball downfield with Robinson, and Young made a, an occasional throw when he had to. So, yeah. Young it was, was very seven. clear that, that Bama was never going to co- try to come out and win that game 41-10 or whatever it was was they were going to wear him out. They were going to give the ball to Brian Robinson 25 times and go in a football game in the way they were absolutely sure they could have. 
Young was 17 of 28, 181, three touchdowns, one pick, average of 6.5 yards per throw. Brian Robinson, best game of the season, 204 yards, 7.8 yards per carry. I think a season high for him. Uh, no touchdowns for him, but the ones that, that doesn't matter. I Bama looked very like, content. It was just like, yeah, like they understood Cincinnati had a good defense. They didn't have Mechie, but like we know that off, we saw what they did against a Georgia, and they can take it to a different level. And it's not that I would kind of use that as a red flag for when the national championship happens, which again, we'll talk about that next week is simply we don't have the time for it tonight, but I, is, are they just going to refine that energy? Cause I didn't think they had it against Cincinnati. The Georgia defense is better than the Cincinnati defense. It's and then, it was like a, it's like a flip. It's just, it's just that I thought when Nick Saban came out, they score on their first drive. Right. And then they see the way Cincinnati's playing and like what their game plan is. Saban was very content with, with, playing conservative as well and just handing the ball to a running back that he know could pick up yards and slowly move down the field, right? Like they didn't need many big plays and we know they're capable of it, but Saban knew for the most part that Gardner and Bryant would keep Jamison Williams in check. And he just, he he found a way to win the game by a lot another way. So. Yeah, and since I receiver Alec Pierce, Bama did a great job taking him away. Two catches, 17 yards. Uh, great job for Bama there. And we'll see Alabama yet again for the national championship for like the sixth time in our eight years in the playoff era. But this is it's gonna be a completely different game. I know we feel like we see this every year, but this is this is a different test for them. A team they've already beaten, but a lesser version of this Alabama team, or first a more hungry version of the other team. It's it's gonna be I fun. Mean, you know what my thoughts on the game are. Actually, no, you don't. This, this I don't is, know your thoughts. We haven't talked. This is either going to be an Alabama blowout or a Georgia blowout. I don't think there's any in between. I you don't think this these, will be a close game? One of, the, one of these teams is going to come out and sock the other, and I don't know which one. I haven't decided which one it's it's going to be yet. But, you, well, you, I mean, you We'll you save know, it for next I, Sunday. You know I. You know who I'm on. Huh? You know who I'm on. Yeah, you're on Georgia. Yeah. But, listen, I think Georgia's really good. I, I think they're still probably the best defense in the college football playoff era, and I don't think – you can really argue that, but I you, I don't like rematches in, in college football, especially in the national championship, where the rematches in the national championship that we've gotten have been just absolutely dreadful. So, well, to counter that, this is the first time we're ever getting a rematch in the cultural national championship from a game we got in the regular season. Wh- what do you mean? So we have never gotten a rematch in the national championship. In the CFP era, the last time we got it was LSU Bama yeah, in, in, uh, in 20, yeah, 2011, 2012. Uh, Oklahoma State should have been in that year, but regardless. <laughs> but I, this is the first time that we've gotten it in the CFP era of a te- two teams being the regular season and then meeting in the playoff. Because when Bama played Georgia, they didn't play that year. Listen, this is going to go one, or two, one of two ways. Kirby Smart's going to sit down. He's going to figure out what happened in the first the first time they played them. He's going to fix what went wrong, and George is going to kill him. Bama's going to have no answer. Or they're not going to fix what happened. Bama's going to know what to do because it's Nick, it's Nick Saban, and he's the greatest coach of all time, and Bama's going to roll him again. So I'll, I'll go toward the first half of that one. I think Kirby's a good enough coach, too. Listen, when, when it comes down to it, am I probably going to take Nick Saban? Yeah, but I, I do think this Georgia team can make adjustments and – absolutely win this game they're, they're i mean heck they're a favorite in it so i i, I could not i my guess at halftime when it was 27 3 i turned to the person next to me i said 
Bama's a four and a half point favorite against this Georgia team. I think I lean Georgia. Now Georgia minus two and a half. I'm like, wait a second, this is crazy. Why? Wait, why do you think? Why do you think it is that way? Because people kind of recognize that, like, for, for the reason you said, Georgia Georgia looked a lot better against Michigan than Bama did against Cincy. And like, listen, I'm all for winning whatever way you can, but the the way Bama had to win the game against Cincinnati was never going to do them any favors, right? In the in the public's eye. Yeah, well, we'll talk a lot more about that game uh, next Sunday. Let's move to one of the best New Year's Six Bowls I've seen in a few years, Utah-Ohio State. I know there's a lot of takeaways on both sides of this, but I don't know where we start without C.J. Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba. C.J. Stroud, 37-46, 573 Roseville record, six touchdowns in Roseville record, did have the one bad pick. Jackson Smith and Jigba, 15 catches, 347 receiving yards, a new bowl record, 23 yards per catch, three touchdowns. He did have a fumble, but I don't think that means much. 48-45 win for Ohio State. Crazy comeback down as much as 14 in the second half. Just the takeaways from what Stroud and Smith and Jigba did today. I mean, listen, I think CJ Stroud progressed really, really well as a passer this year, right? He's probably going to be the second quarterback taken in 2023 behind Bryce Young. I know that's still a while away, but it seems like it's those two in that draft. And then Jackson Smith and Jigbo is a, a cheat code, if I'm being perfectly honest. Like, he not set Rose Bowl records today. He set the Ohio State record for catches in a season, and that's playing with two guys who are probably going to go in the top 20 in this year's NFL draft. Yeah, and then so, if you even include Jameson Williams, who's going to be the best of all of them. Right. He, he's just – it was unfair what he was doing today. And, like, it got to the point where Utah was just, like, catch the ball in front of us. Like, we, we don't want to give up anything deep. And they got the ball to him whenever they wanted, wherever they wanted on the field. He's going to be the best receiver in college football next year. and He may have been the best receiver in college football this year. Honestly, and my other main takeaway is both of these teams are going to be really, really good next year. Yeah, um, compare Smith and Jigwa to an NFL guy because there's one I'm thinking of. Devontae Adams? Oh, that was mine, Liddy. Like, yeah, Devontae Adams was the one in my head. It's, it's such a great route thing, runner, right? great like, hands. He just – and, like, Devontae Adams didn't have the greatest hands when he came into the league. In fact, he was no. awful. He had major drop. Yeah, drop issues but, early in his career. But, I mean – is this going to be the best like wide receiver prospect since Calvin Johnson? Since, since Calvin Julio? Johnson, Calvin Johnson, right? Like, which was what 2008, 2009, I think. I would be willing to put money, and he still is. He is a year of college football left. I yeah, he still willing, has more room to grow. He's gonna have I the would best. Be to he's gonna highs and finalists next year. I would be willing to put money that when he comes into the league, he's a top seven receiver in his first year, and. I, I think there's a lot of people and scouts that would agree with me about that. Utah. So Cameron rising was fantastic. Yeah. The, the stats don't show it. Two fourteen passing yards, two touchdowns ran for 92 yards. Most of it came on the 62 yard fourth and one crazy Marshawn Lynch, like breaking tackle run got hurt. The backup Blake Barnes, but Bryson Barnes came in mm-hmm. only completed two passes was a sick touchdown pass to the back of the end zone to um, Kincaid Don't for the Kincaid. tying score. What could have Utah done differently in the second half? We'll get to their long-term thing, but I thought they were, they left more some more meat on the bone in that second half. Yeah, like Ohio State like somewhat figured it out defensively, which the 
the more talented team you had to figure they were going to eventually. But the only chance Utah had really in that game was getting out to that quick start. And right away, it felt like Utah wants to be here more. Utah, this means more to them. And then CJ Stroud came out, did his thing. The receiver did their thing for Ohio State. But at the end of the day, it's Utah didn't have as much talent as them. And it was very clear that no matter what they did, Ohio State could, could get could move the ball down the field. So the only way they had to win this game was to keep scoring. And they, they scored what, like 18, like 17 points in the second half? Utah, they scored 10. 10, 10 in the second half? Like, it wasn't they hit enough. the field they, goal on their second drive of the half mm-hmm. after they had the fumble and the punt. Yep. And they went down and had a long drive, kicked a field goal inside the 10-yard line. Then after that, they had the turnover on downs when the Ohio State corner made a great tackle on the fourth and three. Uh, then they punted, then they had the touchdown drive, then they never saw the ball back. Yeah, I mean, it, it came down to they, they made a couple mistakes that, like, really shouldn't have happened. And The punt, yeah, the punt was bad. The punt was a huge punt, swing. The punt was really bad. And if, if that doesn't happen, they probably win the game, right? Maybe. Because so. well, Ohio State scored like, like the next play on the Marvin Harrison Jr., who is one of my breakout players for next year already. But listen, if, if you didn't take away from this game that, like, these two teams were pretty even, then, like, I, I don't know what game you watched. So... When, when, I think Ohio State is like, how much better are they going to be defensively next year? Because they weren't very good defensively this year. Are they getting so, that much better? We, we know they have talent defensively. Because right? off, offensively, they're, they're, it can't get much better than it was this year. It's going to be incredibly good. But They're going to have the best offense in the country next year. It's yeah, but they had, they had one of the three best offenses in the country this year. Yeah, I mean, but like their offense is good. Like Bryce Young's going back to Alabama, and I'm very confident in saying Ohio State will have by far the best offense in the country. Yeah, but I'm saying defensively, they're not they're not on an elite level on that side of the ball, and they have to be on both if they want to win the championship. Listen, we know they have good personnel, right? Like Denzel Burke, Seven Banks, like Cam Ward, I think is – or Cam Brown, excuse me, is returning for them. We know they have talent. It's a matter of how quickly they can adjust to Jim Knowles' system, right? They got a yeah. stud defensive coordinator coming in, and – you would think that bodes well for them, but they do have to adjust to his system, and that, that can take time. I wanted Utah to go for two when they scored that touchdown at the end, but like, I guess it wouldn't have made a difference, just to apply, apply a little more pressure on Ohio State. Because they had the big kick return from uh, – who, who returned that kick? That was – the return was like the 40-yard line. It was uh, Abuka. He had yeah. a big kick return to like the 40-yard line. He, he was uh, fantastic way, also. If you've watched – Emeka Buka highlights tape, whatever from high school. Like you, you knew this kid was a stud already, right? I also he like to get a chance. I wasn't like overly impressed with like Fleming compared to the other guys. Everyone seemed like a, fa- a step a step faster than Fleming in Listen, terms of the other receivers. Like he's gonna be the one out of the picture next year. When you have that many good receivers, one of them is bound to get lost. Like he's gonna be number four. He's he's behind Harrison already. He's with the Jigba and Okuba, which is crazy, right? Because Abuka, he was the, the number one said. receiver in the twenty twenty class. Yeah, he has. Crazy athleticism, like out of this world athleticism. But if I'm being perfectly honest, like I think the three other receivers are probably better than him. He's a little like big. I don't know how to phrase it. He's like like wide, if that makes sense. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He's like I don't know how to like phrase it the right way, but he's like he he doesn't have like the the the. First step speed as Harrison 
or uh, Smith the Jigba. He's just kind of like more of a bigger receiver, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's kind of like more like DK Metcalf, but he yeah, doesn't no, have like that. He doesn't have that step, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it's just the the one the what separated him in high school from the rest of that he's receiver. Bigger class than everyone, probably. Is that his? Yeah, his strength and athleticism were just out of this world good, and like that's not necessarily going to be what Ohio State needs, right? Yeah, no, I think it's exciting. The, tell me if I'm wrong right now. Four, first four picks in the 2024 drafts go something like this. Bryce Young, one, CJ Stroud, two, Will Anderson, three, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, four. And probably Noah Sewell, five. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure if any of those five can move out of that. I don't know who can jump in. I, I'm trying to think. George George's defensive players are all gone. Like, Yeah. Ma- like, maybe we-, we get a really good year from – no, he was a freshman this year. Who? Wait, was he? Who? Eli Ricks. Who? He's LSU corner transfer to Alabama. Oh, yeah, true, true freshman. He, he yeah, still has another so year he, to go. He's, he's got another year. So, yeah, yeah, I, I really it's gonna don't be, know what to tell you. Will someone tra- – like, those picks can be valuable. Like, is someone going to, like, trade up to, like, try to move and get Smith and Jigba? Those are five f- – throw out Sewell. Those are four generational players. Like, do we think that, like, teams that are going to stash this year and try to like, build up picks for next year? Why wouldn't you? Like, honestly, like... If you're, like, a, a team like Detroit, eh, that's a bad example of a top three pick. If you're a team like Washington, Washington's not going to make the playoffs this year. They're probably going to... The playoffs, they're going to lose ne- this week to Philadelphia, I think. I don't know who they play on week 17. I think they play the Giants again, regardless. And you're seeing, like, a 10th pick in the draft, 11th. Why don't you, like, trade, like trade back or like give that first round pick to like another team. And all of a sudden you have, I've just completely botched whatever I'm, the point I was trying to make. But like you're getting, you, if you're acquiring first round picks in 23, like in your, maybe you have three of those at this point, and maybe you're tripling your chance of getting one of those four guys. Like maybe it's worth throwing away your next season. If you're going to your team, that's like definitely not going to be good next year. Like yeah. if, you're, if you're Seattle, this is a better example. Seattle's not going to be good next year. Seattle's going to need to trade Russell Wilson. If I know they don't have an owner or like a general manager or on in this, at this case, they don't even have a head coach today. But like, if you're an imaginary person running that organization, you're like, wait a second, we can get like Bo Callahan or we can get Bryce young. It's like, <laughs> and any team with any team with draft capital um, to like a, a team. Extent. If Seattle's not going to be good next year, like I hate to break it to Seahawk fans, like Russell Wilson there or not. Russell Wilson hasn't been good in a calendar year. And he's playing with DK Metcalf and Tyler Locker, who are both top 20 receivers. Seattle's not going to be good next year. Like, acquire these draft assets now so you have a good chance of getting one of these four future Hall of Famers. I wish, like, I don't, I don't want to say future Hall of Famers, because, but future studs in the league. Because I, I don't see any of them being bad. Houston, too. I would be doing anything I possibly could to move to Sean Watson. Houston's another good example. Get as many picks as you can now. Trade your good players if you're a team because you're a team like Houston. You're not going to be as good as Tennessee or Indianapolis, no matter what you do in this offseason. You could acquire Devontae Adams if you're Houston. You're probably still going to win five games next year. Like, there's nothing much you can do. If you're one of those teams in the gap, this is what NBA teams did a lot, like, in the last, like, four or five years. I, w- I really wouldn't be surprised if an NFL team does it next year. When teams would acquire all these lottery picks – and all of a sudden, you have you know more ping pong balls, and now all of a sudden, you have a better chance of getting a guy like Zion Williamson or R.J. Barrett or whoever. I forget what the exact trades. Who? What team acquired all the ping pong balls a few years ago? 
who like kept trying to get like these picks. Not the Thunder. That's a more recent example. But like in like the 2015, 16, 17, that range, like teams were were trying. I think it was by like the 2018 draft when Dallas got Luca. When Dallas straight up to get him, they had those extra picks. Like something like that. Like these mm-hmm. teams need these teams need more forward thinking. If you agree with that. Yeah. No. No. I, I get where you're going with it. I like that. Um, is this final in the Sugar Bowl? It's 21-7. Well, we'll just start with that quickly. Uh, Baylor beat Ole Miss 21-7. I don't want to get into whole an opt-out thing because that's just a walking into a black hole essentially and just a constant debate and back and forth, meaningless. Thoughts on Luke Altmaier because this is probably the future of Ole Miss football. Yeah. Listen, I think he showed flashes tonight. The it, It's tough. You're – pretty much being asked in your first, second, whatever you want to call it, college game to go out there against what was the top 10, 15 defense this year with a – Baylor had a top 10 defense, yeah. Unbelievable defensive-minded coach and pretty good personnel all around, right? So he, he was asked to do a lot, and I thought he made some throws that if there weren't pass interference calls, his stats look a lot better. But Yeah, I agree. I, I think he's – a while away from being close to where Corral was, but I do think with how the SEC is going to be next year, I do think they'll be able to win games. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. A lot of pass interferences that he threw for 174 could have been close to 300, if not for some blatant pass interferences. Did throw a really bad interception that basically sealed the game when uh, the line or the safety just jumped right in front of it and got, I don't know which player it was, uh, Woods. Woods, he jumped in front of it, had the big interception. He reminds I told you of this. He reminds me a little of young Bo Nix. Very mistake-prone. Tries to make the big play. We see sometimes he breaks out of a sack, rolls out, hits a big play to, to DeAndre Drummond. But he, this guy has some more work to do. But I don't see why Ole Miss can't win eight games next year. I don't know yeah, if they're going to win ten games and be back in New York six because this was this was their year that they had to do it. Yes, yeah, I mean the star quarterback. Maybe they're two years away from being back to this position. And, and listen, pe- people will kind of take that comparison and like throw it down the drain because it'll be like, oh, Bo, Bo Nix. Bo Nix was Bo, very good Bo Nix played very well his freshman year and won a lot of really good games. The they, sophomore year, last year was the year he was bad. Yeah, I mean, first of all, they beat Bama this his freshman year, and they scored, what, 50 points while doing it? I know they 14 scored 48. Were, 48. Uh, for, I know 14 of them were defensively, but he was great that game. They gave LSU what was arguably the toughest te- – their toughest test that year. Yeah. I, I forgot. I think they he beat, beat – he, he beat Oregon? Yeah, they, no, they I, I think they lost that. I think they lost the AM game. Yeah, I, I do too. But yeah, they, they beat Oregon. They but then they lost I mean, the bowl game to Minnesota, but that's regardless. He played well for last a last of that year, he was bad. I thought he was very good this year. I thought the Penn State game, he didn't they lost that game, but he I thought he had some good composure. He didn't turn the ball over. On him was he was really bad on the road, right? And then he comes out in the Penn State game and completely different story. Yeah, but but back to Altmeyer, it I don't know Ole Miss's schedule. Or I think they play Bama early in the year next year, if I'm not mistaken. But if they can yeah, get them going, I don't see. Early. I don't see why Ole Miss can't be back in. I'm not saying SEC West contention because that means you're messing with Alabama. But I'd like to see Ole Miss. I think Lane Kiffin's too good of a coach. They're losing uh, Libby, their offensive coordinator. He's going to Oklahoma, which is going to be a bad loss for them. I don't think Kiffin called a good game tonight, but that's beside the point. But I, I would like to see Altmaier succeed at Ole Miss. I think he could be a good quarterback, especially as a true freshman in a really tough environment, in a bowl game against a great defense. Uh, speaking of that great defense, Dave, Aranda, Dave Aranda, not Dave Aranda, Dave Aranda done a great job with Baylor. You're, this is his second year, right? Yep, year two. So first, first year season, first real season last year. He was 2-7 in year one. 
and 11. But last, we don't count last year, basically. Without a quarterback, one in the year, won, won 12 games at a yeah. conference title. 12 games. How many yards do you think Bohannon threw for today? 95? It couldn't have been a lot. You say 95? Yeah. Cut that number in half and then take <laughs> and then and then take away some. Threw for 40 yards. And they won under your six game. 40 yards. He averaged 2.4 yards per attempt in a near six game in 2022. Navy threw for, or Air Force threw for a lot more yards. Air Force. Air Force threw all over the field. <laughs> Abram, Abram, Abram Smith ran for 172. That helped. He carried the ball 25 times. Is ba- Who's Baylor bringing back next year? I, I have to go any more into it. Hopefully, I, I they wanna, got a, hopefully they have a quarterback. That, that's a good I start. I want to say they lose a decent amount. Um, because I know Oklahoma State loses a little bit, but I, I want to say Baylor loses a decent amount. The the ESPN like, like app is kind of glitched, so I went to Baylor stats to go see Bohannon's stats from the year, and it's like Baylor leading passer Patrick Mahomes with forty three hundred yards, thirty three <laughs> touchdowns, and thirteen picks. I'm like eh, I don't think Patrick Mahomes went to Baylor. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think the only thing Jerry Bohannon and Patrick Mahomes have in common is they both play the quarterback position. I don't think Patrick Mahomes has ever thrown for forty. They both played in the Big Twelve. I don't think Patrick Mahomes has ever thrown for forty yards, only forty yards in a game in his life. Yeah, he was pretty close in the Super Bowl last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, he barely crossed hundred going into the fourth. But yeah. Baylor, like Dave Rand, I don't know how their schedule looks like next year. Big Twelve, most competitive conference next season. If you were to like, I can tell you four. I can make the argument for four teams next year in that conference: Oklahoma, Who's, Oklahoma oh, State, Texas, and Baylor. I think Texas is probably going to have a good year. I got feeling is Texas is going to be good next year. That, I think I, I I've said this on the show before. Oklahoma game goes differently. Their seed they don't go five and seven. I think they could have won eight games. I think Oklahoma though is going to be pretty far and away the best team in the division. Well, they, you're you're discrediting the champs already. Like, I'm I'm sorry. I think you don't get bad offensive line play from Oklahoma two years in a row. Caleb Williams. I, and Despite the ring, that offensive line play was awesome this year. They bring Ven- back both. Venables get that guy ready. They're they're going to load up on the transfer portal also on the defensive side. They bring back both their receivers. Their defense wasn't that bad this year, and no. now they bring well, in one of the best defensive minds in college. The two games they lost was the the Baylor game where they didn't really play well from the jump, and the Oklahoma State game where they blew a double digit lead in the second half. Yep. So those were both winnable games. We know they struggled during the year with teams like Tulane and. Mostly, they also the almost Big lost 12, to Nebraska. The Big Twelve had a very good year, and Oklahoma they won two New Year Six games down and still won eleven games. They won they won two New Year Six games by a team not named Oklahoma and Texas. Think yep. about that, and they dominated the bowl games. Oklahoma blew up. Um, uh, who did they play? Oregon. Oregon. Iowa State did lose their game. Who else? Future New Year's Kansas State future. Has their game coming up. Yeah, and I think they're going to be LSU with their interim. Coach. Why is that game on January fourth? I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna be watching it. You know who I will be seeing this week? Buddy Beheim. Oh, Syracuse, really? Miami, Wednesday night. I think I'm gonna go to that, John. My dad would be thrilled. Why is that? Big fan he of Buddy. Loves Buddy Beheim. I do not, but he loves I, Buddy. I'm pro Buddy Beheim. I actually big fan of Joe Girard. I'm I'm going to see Michigan State Northwestern tomorrow. So that, what time is that? You're missing football. One o'clock. Oh, one, missing the great one o'clock slate. Yeah, I mean. I'll be following on my phone, but 
Any chance to go see a good Big Ten game? I'm jumping all over it. Yep. Uh, what are the other news? Oklahoma State and Notre Dame. Let's quickly get on. Great comeback for the Cowboys. Down. Marcus they were Freeman. very resilient this year. Marcus Freeman's inexperience showed, showed a lot. Showed in the second half. They they were a step slow. I said Jack Cohn had the worst quarterback performance in a New York six game since Jack Cohn in the 2020 Rose Bowl. Dreadful second half. Disastrous second half for Cohn. Couldn't complete the ball. No, and like one of the worst picks I've ever seen a quarterback. Throw. What was worse is they didn't trust Chris Tyree to do anything, so they just kept throwing the ball. I'm nervous about that team next year. I'm nervous because of their schedule. I, I like. I think Marcus Freeman's going to do a good job, but I'm I'm nervous about their schedule. I think they lose both USC and Ohio State. They play Clemson too. Where's that game? I think it's at Notre they Dame. They haven't played that game in Death Valley in like a, almost a decade. They haven't played since that game in 2015, the Clemson on the map game. They don't play that much. Like Notre Dame, it feels like they play Florida State a lot more than Clemson. I bet they play next year also. That's a walk. And they, Florida State should have won that game this year. That was so Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I mean, they would have been in a bowl if they won that game. They also would have been in a bowl if they beat Jacksonville State, but that's a different story. My, my guy, the GOAT. Oh, we, we, we got to do the, our award show at some point, our, our MVPs and frauds of the year. Liddy, if you could tell me the player for Jacksonville State who had the touchdown right now. Oh, but it's like something Philia Johnson. Dra- Damon Philia Johnson. Very close. <laughs> the, the GOAT. <laughs> uh, Notre Dame's experience showed. Oklahoma State, down double digits, came back to beat Oklahoma. Down double digits, came back to beat Notre Dame. They were down double digits against Baylor. They had basically a nail away from winning that game. But yeah, that game I mean, doesn't change their season. They don't make the playoff. If they they win survived all year, man. The, the, they were they, they the were the they were the ultimate survival team. They were, they're they're the only team that survived at all. You know, they could have they could have you know gone down so many times. Even like they when they lost at Iowa State game, like that was a game they really should have won. Like they maybe a couple plays away from the playoff. But I, I really yeah. would like what they did this year. And is Sanders, Sanders is coming back next year, right? Yeah, he's only a sophomore. Sanders the is the receiver back. Martin. Wait, no, he might be a junior. Spencer Sanders. Is Martin back? Tay Martin? I don't know. I hope so. He's good. And I then, do, uh, I do, Warren. Jalen Warren, I think, is Jalen back. Jalen Warren's back. So. The, defense is, the de- defense is really good. Like, I'm excited. I'm very excited for the Big 12 next year. They're, they're relatively young, too. Like, Malcolm Rodriguez is a, is a senior. But other than him, they have a lot of young pieces. Uh, Pitt and Michigan State, any thoughts on – it was a fun I mean, game. I'm ex- I'm kind of excited for Pitt again next year. Keegan Slovis is, is, is I, I'm I'm anti Keegan Slovis, or so, but I'm you, not you know, a fan. They have a good off. They always have good offensive systems. So Addison, well, Addison coming back is obviously yeah. He's a sophomore. He'll be a first round pick in the 23 draft as well. Yeah, I'm, I I like Pitt again next year. They should probably be the favorites to win the Coastal. The, them in Miami will be. I think I think Miami will be very good next year. Don't get very me started on Miami again. Why? Dude, you forget, like, I had them ranked top 10 to start the year. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I didn't say it's, like, a bad thing. Miami should win nine games next year. There's no reason I not mean, to. They have we'll, the, we'll see. Chris, Chris they, they, be able they have to the second-best coach in the conference. Second-best coach in the conference? Find out. Yeah, that's probably right. It's certainly uh, not Mike Norvell, I'll tell you that much. Mike, I'm not sure Mike Norvell's in the top 13. I think we got on all the New Year's six Clawson might be the second-best coach in that conference. But Who is? Other than him, at Wake. Uh, dude, that offense, like, dude, I, were, I, I, I watch a lot of college football. That Wake Forest offense is so weird. They were so bad when Clawson got there, though. So bad. Yeah. 
What are North Carolina? Mac Max Brown losing a bunch of backups. I mean, he need, he's going to retire uh, like, probably after next year. They keep t- they keep churning out good class after good class, but and like somehow what, they can't like, beat the South Carolina's like? backups. This is this was year three, right? Uh, yeah. The year they lost to Clemson was year one. Then last year they lose to to uh, Texas A&M when they had Javante and Michael Carter. They lost to Florida State last year. Yeah, but they weren't in your sixth game. They shouldn't have been. Miami should have beaten them. If you know, they only knew how to stop the run. Oh yeah, that was close. That game was that game was bad. <laughs> that was the best rushing attack I've ever seen. They ran for seven hundred yards in the game, Liddy. It's like basically what like Jackson Smith and Jigba did today, but like on the rushing attack. Yeah. <laughs> was Jackson was what Smith and Jigba did today to go back to him the best performance by any receiver you've ever seen in any football game ever? Probably right, like. I think like what only NFL what, pro high school, like I've never seen anything. So like the only did. thing that like I think like could have been close is if Devontae Smith played the full national championship last that, year. That well, yeah, that, that's a good example. So, Even, this was this was significantly better than what Justin Jefferson did against Ellis against Oklahoma. And I thought that was the best game I've ever seen from a receiver. He had three touchdowns in the first quarter. <laughs> and then three fifty seven I've never seen done before. I, no. what is the, what is the FBS record for receiving yards? Like how close was he? Let me let me look it up. He had to have had to it, right? No way anyone's gotten ever gotten 400 yards in the game. I'm sorry, if that's true, it's absurd. And I'm not counting Mickey Mouse Division two schools. I'm I'm trying to look this up for you. Hold on. Individual records in a single game. Um, uh, most receiving yards in a game. It was it's 405. By who? Troy Edwards of Louisiana Tech in How 1998. Does he have the, like the top ten? You know who the you know who has the most receptions in the season? Smith and Jigba, Zay Jones. Really? Where, where yeah. was he at college? East Memphis? Carolina. Okay, I knew he was one of the so Smith and Jigba had what ninety? Close to I don't know if he broke it this year. What what is Zay Jones's number? Well, so Smith and Jigba had a sick year, right? And he had like hundred catches. Zay Jones yeah. was one hundred and fifty-eight. God, I don't know why I said that. Wait, does it have like the top ten most receiving yards in a game? Or is it just um, one? No, it's, it's just the records. Okay, I'll check stat news later, but I would assume he had to be in the top 10-ish. Probably by, like, major schools. Like, Louisiana Tech, like, yeah, it's D1, but, like, is it? Yeah, well, I so mean, it's definitely Ge- so. Georgia spread for national championships up to three. It's interesting. Certainly. Uh, let's uh, – any other bowl games we need to talk about? Uh, No, we kind, we kind of got through everything. I'm trying Tennessee to think. Purdue it, was awesome. Yeah, that was unreal game. I was I was I fully thought the Tennessee fans were going to throw stuff on the field, and they they deservedly deservedly probably should have. Some of the fishing that game was dreadful. I had Purdue, so I was happy, but like that was that was bad. I think Purdue could be good again next year. I think O'Connell's QB three or four next year's draft. Out behind Trout, um, Young obviously maybe Tyler Van Dyke. I can't think of anyone's close to those four. I think O'Connell's gonna be a good pro. Anthony Richardson, maybe. Dude, what he couldn't even beat out Emory Jones. I know, but like he's got a really good arm and like sort of like Josh Freeman. Like, let's pump the brakes. This guy's not very good. If I saw him throw I saw him have a couple good throws against Willie Taggart's FAU defense. Let's pump the brakes. I I think if I think if Mullen was still there, he'd have a much better like year. Well, you don't trust Billy Napier? Not one bit. Uh let's get to some NFL stuff. 
You just want to fly through winners? Yeah, sure. Falcons, Bills. Do I even need to say an answer? Yes. The Falcons are like one of the worst close to 500 teams I've ever seen. The Falcons are 7-8. and eight. Where do you think they are in DVOA? 23rd? Flip the numbers. 32. They're, they're last, last in DVOA. And they're the wow. worst seven-win team of all time. I think they're going to lose to the Bills, considering the Bills in like the last leg of a parlay that's been going for like a week now, which is like been crazy. <laughs> they could beat the Saints the last game of the year and finish like eight and nine and be the worst eight-win team of all time. Yep. Uh, Giants Bears. Oh, God, I'll take the Bears. It's probably going to be miserable during this game. It's probably going to be you're not gonna watch. points, but listen, I said the Bears were going to win win six games this year. If they win tomorrow, they get to six. So. I'll take the I'll take the Bears by a field goal, 26-23. Chiefs at Bengals. Hear them Bengals, probably. <laughs> I think this game's going to be pretty close, but I, I will take the Chiefs. Give me Chiefs by a touchdown. I'll, I'll take the better quarterback, better coach, better defense. 34-27 high-scoring game. Oh, I People don't know need to pump the brakes a little. People need to pump the brakes a little bit on the Bengals. I, I, they haven't won anything yet. Let's let's Dan Orlovsky, whoever I was mean, calling people calling Joe Burrow a top five quarterback. Let's let's take it easy. Listen, a that, that bit. Was, I like Joe Burrow. He's not that not there that, yet. that was dumb, right? Like there, this, there's that. been a lot of overreactions this week to the Bengals after what they did to a very but, poor Ravens defense. Like, listen, everyone's get overhyping them. At the same time, they're nine and six, and they've been competitive in every single game this year. Yeah, except for one, Cleveland. They gotta see Cleveland again next week. Yep, and probably is going to be for the division. Yep. Uh, Dolphins-Titans in Tennessee. I like Tennessee. I think the Dolphins' winning streak has to end t- t- tomorrow. I have Titans by 20 points. I think it's going to be a blowout. They're, they're, I, that, my, Mike Rayleigh was my coach of the year. 88 I and di- the Dolphins last year, and I can't stand them again this year. 88 different players active for the Titans this year by far an NFL record. Wow. Tomorrow, tomorrow would be their 11th one. And they're still technically two games up in the division. Yeah, and then well, they they're not out of it for the one seed, Liddy. If they win their next two and the Chiefs lose one more, they have their one seed. Yep. Uh, I'll take the Titans by twenty points, thirty-one to eleven. Raiders, Colts. Carson Wentz is playing. I'll take the Colts probably close because Wentz hasn't really practiced this week. So does it matter though? I mean, they're going to try to run the ball down the Raiders' throat anyway. I mean, like, I think like your dog really could have figured that one out. <laughs> Raiders okay, have a poor run defense, Wrigley. dude. You know, Wrigley had to go for a walk before the show. Kind of delayed it. Like when I go to bed five minutes later than I should. Like I'm blaming Wrigley, Liddy. You you are more than welcome to blame Wrigley, and also my brothers because they weren't home and I had to take her out. Off scene. Uh, I'm taking Colts by. I'll go Colts by eight. That's where the spread is. Seems about right. Thirty-one twenty-three. Yeah, Jags crazy Patriots. That the, crazy that the Raiders are eight and seven. By the way, Raiders are like. They win both games in the playoffs. Yeah, I know. They're, they would be the worst eight-win team of all time. They'll be up there with the Falcons, depending on how their season ends. We'll, we'll do a quick <laughs> poll on that. Jaguars at Patriots. Jaguars have a lot of players on COVID. Patriots have lost back-to-back games. They can clinch a playoffs for tomorrow with a win and a loss by either the Raiders or Dolphins. Do they Patriots, beat Jacksonville tomorrow? Patriots, blah. It's Belichick against the rookie QB. I don't expect it to go well at all for the Jags. Mac Jones versus Trevor Lawrence, couple national championship-winning quarterbacks. You know who's not a national championship winning quarterback? Justin Fields. Tua Tagovailoa. No, he you know is. What? Nope, Jalen Hurts is. Jalen Hurts started that game, Liddy. Stop it. 
Stop nope, it. I'm talking starting quarterbacks in the national championship. I'll name all of them right now. Cardale Jones, Jay Coker, uh, Jalen Hurts was a third. Jalen, no. AJ McCarron. Sean Watson. So I lost my count. First, okay, the first one, Cardale Jones, Jay Coker, Deshaun Watson, Jalen Hurts, um, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Burrow. Then we got Joe Burrow, the GOAT, the greatest quarterback of all time, and then Nack Jones, and then Stetson. Oh, wait, never mind. That's, that's <laughs> Bryce Young. I don't see two Tagovailoa on that list, Liddy. I don't know. I just couldn't find him. Um, Matt Page just went to the game tomorrow. By I'll go sixteen points. Maybe um, you should go. Maybe you should go look up Devontae Smith catching the national championship. I'll, I'll go Patriots thirty to fourteen tomorrow. Bucks at Jets. I wonder if Jalen Hurts threw that pass. Uh, I think they win that game with him anyways. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. You're, that, you're that's right. a that's a bad take. They they couldn't move the ball ten yards in the first half. I, I can't even like we can talk about the game for an hour. Like I have no idea how Jordan. You know who the offensive game. coordinator was for Bama in that game? Steve Sarkeesian. It was Brian Dayball. Oh yeah, no, he, he was the quarterback's coach with that. I think he was the OC. I don't know. I know he I was there for Sark, one year. Sark I know he was there for one year. Sark. Oh yeah, that was after the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, it was it was Dayball. <laughs> yep. Um I the Joel Klatt segments, they talked about that. You probably watched it like yesterday. I didn't actually. It's just I remember that specific segment. Bucks at Jets. I hope Zach Wilson looks awful. Bucks by a lot. People got to chill on Zach Wilson. He had like one big run. People think he's like Lamar. He's okay. He's last in the league in um, EPA per play, completion percentage above expected composite. He's last in the league in success rate among quarterbacks. And I believe he's still last in the league in PFF grade. But by, by the I'll way, I'll go Bucks by. 21. By the way, time. there's like a 3% gap between the 31, 31st best quarterback and like 20th best quarterback in success rate. And there's also a 3% gap between the 31st and 32nd quarterback in success rate. And Zach Wilson crazy. is 32. Crazy talk. Um, Eagles, Washington. I like Washington. Dude, 95% of the money is on Philadelphia. I like Washington even more. As a four and a half point favorite on the road in the division. I like Washington even more. I'll go Washington by a field goal. There are teams are like I said earlier. Low scoring game, 17-14. Teams are not as bad as the worst game they play. Rams at Ravens. This spread has skyrocketed to Rams minus six. It was, it was yeah, three I to like, start the week. I, I like the Rams a lot. I don't think the Ravens are very good at all. Who's going to Cooper Cup? 200-yard game for Cooper Cup tomorrow. Whoever your fastest outside linebacker is. 200-yard game for Cooper Cup tomorrow. He's going to break the receiving record. Yeah, he should. It's kind of Mickey Mouse, but whatever. Why? Because he doesn't ever get guarded by a number one corner. Okay. Sorry. What is he supposed to do about that? Nothing. It's just I don't think he can win. I think his fantasy year has skyrocketed him in rankings. And granted, I think he's like the seventh or eighth best receiver. I think he's the fifth best. In the league. But I've seen people putting him at like two. So no, it's well. If I were to fly through right now, it's Devonte Adams one, probably Justin Jefferson two, Hill um, three. Who? Tyreek. Tyreek Hill. Hopkins. D uh, Hop, and then there's like Diggs, and then like the Cooper Cup. I think Diggs and Keenan Allen are both better than them. I I will put Diggs. I'm not sure about Keenan Allen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Broncos Chargers. I think Broncos, Broncos have a ton of players out. Who Who else is out? I, I don't know, but they like it's a ton. I think the spread was like six and a half, and 
I think it's, right now it's seven and a half. Yeah, it, I it, think Broncos keep this one within a touchdown. Lose by I know, six, but I, I think the Chargers, Chargers are due for a bounce back game. Texans at Niners, Davis Mills versus Trey Lance. Yeah, a big game for you. This is like the narrative that like I envisioned like could possibly happen, and like here we are, and like I have a feeling the Texans can win this game tomorrow though. I have a weird feeling this is gonna be a really close. For, game. for your sake, you 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 better hope that Davis Mills doesn't outplay him. That would be dreadful for the narrative, Lid. Um, I was asked. That'd this be catastrophic. Earlier. I was asked this question earlier by Dylan Fern. Actually, My how guy. many playoff games would the 49ers have to win for them to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo next year? They would. That's just a hard. That's a hard question to ask. I think I think it's I think it's one on but performance. It depends on like what how if if they win wild card weekend at Green Bay and Jimmy throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns, it's his. If they go to who let's say they go to Minnesota, or not Minnesota, that's an awful example. They go to they go to the Rams and he throws like nine passes and it's all you know Debo Samuel and Jeff Wilson and special teams and defense, and they win a low scoring game. No, we shouldn't be the quarterback next year. Right. I think it depends a lot on performance, but Honestly, like if they get to the NFC Championship, I like. And he what play, needs he to play, happen? He plays well. What needs to happen, ex- except for a Jimmy Garoppolo setback for Troy Lance to start Week 18 against the Rams? What? What? Repeat that question. What, what would need to happen, bar except for you can't say a Jimmy Garoppolo injury setback? What would need to happen for Troy Lance to start next week against the Rams in a must-win playoff game? He, he's got to be one of the better quarterbacks this week. Okay. I mean, I mean, it, it takes a lot to bench a guy who, listen, it's Jimmy Garoppolo, but he did get you to a Super Bowl. So, yeah. I, I think oh. here's yeah. a, here's another way to look at this whole my question. By the way, if Jimmy Garoppolo gets to the NFC Championship and plays well, and they lose, right, to like the Bucks or something like that, it de- it all depends. It's like the already, first. They're like not like position right now. Let, let's say say hypothetically they make the playoffs. He wins two games. They get to the NFC Championship. He plays really well in all three, right? And they lose to the Bucs. It's a close game. Do you sit there and you're like, okay, Jimmy was really good. We need to keep him. Or do you sit there and look at, like, we've now lost in the NFC Championship and lost in the Super Bowl. There's very clearly a limit to what Jimmy Garoppolo can do for us. Yeah, I forgot you weren't on the show last year. Have you heard of like, my Super Bowl like Garoppolo theory? No. You probably have. Maybe. How much? So what what are the nine? I'll, so I'll lead you with this. What happens if Jimmy Garoppolo wins that Super Bowl? They don't draft Trey Lance. So do they? They. So what? How are we talking about Jimmy Garoppolo right now? Let's say Trey Lance isn't on the roster. What What is the narrative around Jimmy Garoppolo? He's a top fifteen quarterback. That I mean, that, that can clearly get it done. I think we would talk about him the same way we talk about Dak Prescott. Really, we would be like very overrating him because of the Super Bowl. I know Prescott doesn't have the Super Bowl. He'd be kind of more in like the Matt Ryan territory. Interesting. But well, like another theory, another theory. But like I've I've been saying this since like the day after the game. Like the third and ten, second and ten, where they threw the deep ball to Emmanuel Sanders and it was overthrown. If that's a good ball to touchdown, that that route wasn't meant for Emmanuel Sanders. It was meant for Marquise Goodwin, who was injured, okay. who was the fastest player on their team. So if he if he's running that route, you're saying he catches that ball and we think of Jimmy Garoppolo completely differently. Yep. 
If you if you go back and there's there's a play I've seen it somewhere Twitter YouTube the same route concept Marquise Goodwin running that route Marquise Goodwin's a couple steps faster than Emmanuel Sanders if he's Marquise under Goodwin's that ball, one of the fastest players in the league I know that that's that's the point I'm making if Marquise Goodwin's under that ball he got injured a few weeks before catch that ball we talk about the world entirely differently yep but and Patrick I, Mahomes doesn't have a Super Bowl yep in that theory yes Cardinals Cowboys Cowboys up to a six and a half point favorite yeah Liddy, you said this earlier today. No team is as bad as their worst game. No team is as good as their best game. That's Cardinals, kind of where win I'm Cardinals win this game tomorrow. That's kind of where I'm leaning. I think the Cowboys do win close, but I think the Cardinals are probably going to cover with ease. Cardinals win this game tomorrow. You, I, I, I firmly believe. I fall into this trap every week. Which I have done this like four weeks in a row now. The Cardinals win this game I'm tomorrow. being perfectly honest. I really hope the Cardinals win tomorrow because I cannot wait to bet against Cliff Kingsbury in a playoff game. Dude. Like, rank these people you're most excited to bet against in a playoff game one through three. Cliff Kingsbury, Jalen Hurts, or – give me a sixth one. Um, Mike McCarthy? No, nah, no, that's too easy. I could go on about that for days. No. Okay. Here are your three options. Cliff Kingsbury, Jalen Hurts, or Mike McCarthy as a favorite. Well – since Jalen Hurts apparently won a national championship, I'll put him last. <laughs> That's like it's like goat status. What, what do you think Jake Coker's doing nowadays, Liddy? He's like a car salesman. You could convince me he's Jake from State Farm if you if you if I was being perfectly honest. So is it the most points anyone's ever put up in the title game? 45. 45? How many what did Cardell Jones Ohio State do? 42. Lawrence put up 44. Wait, okay. They, they put up 42. What did Bama Lawrence last year? 42. What did Bama do last year? I don't think it's 45. I don't think it is either. Bama. I think it's a little less. I think it's 42 is my guess. It was 52. Well, that's it, guys. Mac Jones is the GOAT. <laughs> they scored 28 points in the second quarter. Hey, Cook. That game was – I forgot how ugly that game got. Devontae Smith's stat – oh, my dude. <laughs> Forget about Jackson Smith and Jigba. 12 catches, 215 yards, three touchdowns in the first half. There's, there should be an asterisk next to that. He was being guarded by Sean Wade. <laughs> the worst corner to ever live. But Okay, by the way, throw out all the off-field stuff you want with Urban Meyer. You know what our red flag should, should have been with him? When he told us at the beginning of 2020, the 2020 college football season that Sean Wade's best attribute was that he could guard in the slot and on the outside. He was in the Indiana game where other than the pick six, he got toasted by like some guy who's like never gonna like who was a receiver. Um it was um Ty Freifogel. Who's heard from that guy since that game? I think he's in the no, he's not. Well, Pillier is in the in the league now. Yeah. Fry I think he's still in Indiana. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he absolutely is. Where's Wapfillier nowadays? He's on the Vikings. Interesting. Uh, we haven't talked about Panther Saints yet. Is there anything to talk about? Other than Sam Darnold being the only reason Zach Wilson's not the worst quarterback in the league right now? No. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Saints, Taysom Hill's back. Uh, Lions, Seahawks. Lions upset. By the way, by the way, real quick, you know how like we all kind of like said Ian Book could win that game against the Dolphins last week? I actually think he could win this game this week against the Panthers. They might be the worst team in the league right now. And that includes Jacksonville. Uh, that, that was the closest we're ever going to get to the Kendall Hinton game. Yeah, you're right. You were right about that. Uh, Packers, Vikings, any thoughts? Uh, Sean Mannion's playing. 
So I have little to no interest. Packers win 26 to 7. Yeah, Packers eliminate them. It's going to be really cold, by the way. Brown Steelers. Well, it's always cold in Green Bay, Liddy. Snowing. Brown Steelers. I can't get myself to like not think that the Steelers don't win Pat, uh, Ben Roethlisberger's last game at home. No, I'll, I'll go against that. I'm not falling into that trap. Browns are the better team. They win the game. I, I don't trust Baker Mayfield to win a Boston game. Yeah, but I don't trust Ben Roethlisberger to throw the ball more than 15 yards. That's fine. I don't think he's going to have to. And his, people are like, oh, my God, it's Ben's last game. They're all losing. What is Ben Roethlisberger going to like turn back the clock and just like yes. actually look like a competent quarterback? Because I haven't seen that other than one quarter of football against the Ravens. It's fair. Like, how many? What was the last time you saw Ben Roethlisberger play? Like, man, that's, that's a good throw from Ben Roethlisberger. Except when he's, he's playing against your favorite team, he throws a pick six. Um, hmm, that's a good question. You had to have had one last year in their 12 game winning streak to start the year. That was the biggest Mickey Mouse 12 game win streak in the history of American football. <laughs> people talk people talk about like last year how the Bears were like the biggest Mickey Mouse 3 and 0 team of all time. No. What was even more Mickey Mouse was the Steelers winning 11 straight to start last. Dude, year. they was lost to the Cowboys. Like I think it was in Garrett the Garrett Gilbert start where Juju Smith Schuster tried running into the the store to do a logo and then they're like getting a team fight. <laughs> I actually I miss the Juju TikTok so much. I do too. He's so bad, though. Uh, breakout players. I'm going to switch it up. I feel like I pick Jerry Judy like every week. Let's let's do a quarterback and a flex. My quarterback's Trey Lance. My QB would be Trey Lance. Oh, of course it is. Um, Matthew Stafford's going to play really well tomorrow. That was my last week, and he threw for three picks. Yeah. He, he won't be that bad again. And then Skill player. Uh, and then a flex player. But like a very underrated one. Give me like a name. Like you want me to just like pick the most random player in the league? No, but like I have one that you're gonna like if I were to wager a thousand dollars, like a like one dollar to win a thousand or a thousand dollars to like lose one. I don't know. I'm like it's one of the one I can't think. If I were to like wager like okay, that wasn't the player I had. I am going with Antoine Wesley. Antoine Wesley? The Cardinals World, receiver. Worldwide West. <laughs> Harrison Vapnik has fallen off his stool. <laughs> and down goes the AirPod. Worldwide West. You did not see that coming. You had like Four targets against the Colts for 29 yards. If he scores, he scores. That's all I'm saying. Antoine Wesley scores a touchdown tomorrow. He went to Texas Tech, coached by Cliff. I'm so talking about I talk myself in the Cardinals every week. I bet on them every week. They lose every time I do this. Tomorrow's the day. Fourth time's a charm, baby. House of Cards. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, remember they lost the Panthers? They lost the, to P.J. Walker and Cam Newton. I mean, wasn't that Colt McCoy, though? Yeah, but, you know. I mean, they also lost to Detroit. So, so, so Cam Newton doesn't want to start since, like, I was in, like, 11th grade, Liddy. Well, like, real start. We don't count last season. They lost to Detroit. So. You're going to Detroit. <laughs> Anything else to add, John? Let's have a Sunday. Liddy, who's winning the, the basketball? Who, 
Who's winning the college basketball national championship right now? I'll lean Kansas. I don't have an actual pick right now, but I'll lean. Is Kansas. Baylor any good? Yeah. Like, like not. And so, sorry. Like, could they go back to back? Yeah, I think they went to Iowa State and won. Iowa State's a good team. They went there and won. Yeah, they're the announce. I watched the game during the off festival. The announcers were like praising Iowa State's defense. Like they they couldn't get a stop. I I'm looking at their schedule right now. Like they play Oklahoma, then they go at TCU. They host Texas Tech. Like they could win their next three. Listen, games. like gun to my head, can Kansas wins the Big Twelve. When do Kansas and Baylor play? At least regular. Oof, Saturday, February fifth, at four p.m. Is that the day no. before the Super Bowl? No, it's the Super Bowl's a week later. It's like the okay. day before the Pro Bowl. If you have any late Super Bowl. Thing. Well, yeah, it's because they they had an extra week of the year. Ah, that's true. All right, John. I think we'll wrap it up on this. We'll see you guys yeah. next Sunday. Everyone enjoy your day. See ya.